Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. What's going on, champs? Welcome into another episode of the Pigskin Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Justin. You can find me on Twitter at pigskin underscore jgonzo. And across city lines for me is my buddy, Derek. You can find him on Twitter at pigskin underscore drock. Derek, man, how are we doing this morning? Doing great. Doing absolutely great. We got an awesome week two ahead of us, man. Super excited. Got the W last week in my favorite league, so I'm feeling yes, optimistic. Sir, both of us got that W last week, man. That Congratulations, was good. Was good Justin. To... Congratulations, man. I'm glad that this podcast could help you get the win. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely man. helped me get the win, man. <laughs> and I hope that it helps everyone who's listening to this get the W. Absolutely. This right absolutely. here is the most important show of the week to me. In my eyes, it is the most important show because this is the episode that gives you that leg up on the rest of your league mates. Stashing players wow. a week ahead is like crucial to being effective in your league. And we said it last week, okay? The purpose of the show is to give you a head start on week three waivers, okay? We're taking a look at some of the week three waiver claims that you can make now before the rest of your league gets a chance. Um, you know, last week on this show, I talked about Elijah Mitchell. And if you picked him up Sunday morning after listening to this show, you wouldn't have had to spend 80, 90% of your fat budget to get him. So that's what this purpose of the show is, man. Get in this episode and reap the rewards, man. Let's get in here and get some, let's pick up some sneaky players and uh, beat our league mates to it. Sound good, Justin? Yeah, man. This is a, this is a great episode. I, I like that we started doing this, man, because. You know, it really does allow you to get a leg up on the competition. It allows you, you know, while the rest of your league mates are, you know, sleeping in bed, waiting for that one o'clock kickoff, you're out here making some money moves, trying to become that champ, man. We don't we don't want those chunks, man. We're trying to make some champs. Absolutely, man. You cannot stop working. You cannot stop making moves, adjusting your roster. Turn you can't stop doing that stuff because, you know, and, and and like we've you know seen time and time again, like the, it's most leagues are it's the fastest one to the waiver wire, gets the early early bird gets the worm right. That's the saying. Same yep. thing applies Absolutely. here, man. Early bird gets the worm. Let's get into it, man. Spartans! All right, let's do it. What is your profession? <laughs> All right, so. This makes me want to rap a little bit. I'm not gonna do that to you guys. Dude, um, what did what you think about that Thursday game, though, man? Oh yeah, I guess we should start there, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's 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 talk uh, about that a little talk bit. Talk about real professional. Quick, transitions. I, I just want to get your feedback on that, man. That was a that was a shockingly good game. All right, listen. I'm gonna go on a soapbox for uh, 30 seconds, and I'll give you my takeaway. Everyone who said that that game was not exciting or they weren't excited for that game needs to shut up. For real. It is week two of the NFL season. We just had seven months of no football, and you're going to complain about the first 
the second Thursday night game of the year. Like, just stop complaining. All football is good football. I don't care if they're bad teams. I really don't. All these games are exciting, especially because fantasy is a part of it. Like, the next game that is, you know, a quote dud game that everyone's like, oh, I'm not really excited for this game. I'm really going to be like, dude, stop. Which being, is, stop, which is like, next Thursday night. It's Carolina versus Houston. And I am ecstatic for that <laughs> game because you know why? Because I love football. I love watching yeah, football. I love the game. I love fantasy. I love all of it. So if you are listening to this podcast and you were one of those people that was like, oh, man, Giants and the football team, like, I don't want to waste my time with this. Please do yourself a favor and just stop. Watch the games for the love of the sport. Okay. Off my soapbox. I don't want to be too mean on that one. I could have been a lot more mean on that one. But my biggest takeaway from Thursday Night Football is Sterling Shepard is that dude. He is probably a, I would say, top 36 receiver rest of season. And He's he's out playing Kenny Galladay a hundred percent. Like he's he's a good football player, man. And Daniel Jones likes throwing him the ball, and he produced, man. He did really well. So I like Sterling Shepard. I've I've come around on him now. Seeing him do it for the second week in a row, put up a solid performance. I like me some Sterling Shepard, man. He's moving up in my eyes. Yeah, man. Uh, Sterling Shepard, freaking solid, man. He's he he looked really good. It is gonna worry me just a little bit when Evan Ingram comes back to the lineup because you know he was the most targeted player on the team last year, and I also I, I want to see if they're gonna start getting Saquon involved just a little bit more, maybe in this passing game or stuff, man. It's it's been kind of rough for these San, uh, Saquon fantasy owners and. Uh, it, you know, it's kind of leaves you in the air of what to do. I'm actually playing a guy in our big league that he has Saquon and he benched him. Uh, I don't know if that was the proper move because the guys he has uh, on his team, but I mean, he only got he only got you eight points, and and you know, having that first round draft capital only getting eight points is kind of rough. But yeah. my biggest takeaway from the game is. That Washington defense is not what we thought it was from last year, man. They've been exposed twice in two weeks. Uh, I don't know if they're going to kind of get it together or what, but, you know, uh, the Chargers were able to put some points up on them, and Daniel Jones came out of nowhere and was able to put some points on them and was running that read option and running left and right. And I don't know if they just weren't prepared for that or what, but they were able to – kind of run their offense the way they wanted. And Daniel Jones actually looked good. He looked good this game. I'm not going to lie, man. And this is the second week in a row. Daniel Jones puts up 20-point fantasy, um, you know, performances. And uh, that that's my biggest takeaway is uh, maybe this Washington defense isn't what we thought it was from last year. Yeah, I will uh, – I still – you know, I kind of agree that their defense didn't play the well on Thursday night. No, let's see if it's a uh, – before I really commit to that thought, I want to see them after this mini bye week that they're going to get. I want to see if it was because of the short week. Because typically, defenses don't really perform that well on a short week, on those Thursday yeah. night games, because they were just tackling people on Sunday. And mm. then they had to come back and play again on Thursday. So – it's tough to get your body ready to go to take that kind of punishment again. So 
I want to. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I agree with your take that they didn't look as great as they should have. But let's see. Let's wait another week before I start saying, "Hey, I'm comfortable playing." You know, my fantasy options against this defense. So, I, I, yeah, I like well, what you're uh, saying. I like what you're saying. I just want to make sure everybody understands a short week does kind of affect things. So you don't want to go too far. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But their next uh, opponent is Buffalo. So. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Hundred percent. All right, so let's jump into some waiver wire stashes for week two. Um, these are actually week three waiver claims that we're gonna make before week two's action. My first guy is Teddy Bridgewater. I said it last week. I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna say it till I'm blue in the face. Teddy Bridgewater has a great matchup against the New York Jets in week three. Okay. Uh, he is a smash start in that in that in that game. Uh, I'm in a super flex league, and I just dropped. Uh, now it's a little different of a league. So when I say this, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, why the heck did you drop Trevor Lawrence?" It's an eight team league. You, it's super flex. You start fifty freaking players. It's it's massive. The the starting rosters, the available quarterbacks on the waiver wire, like Kirk Cousins. You know, there's a lot of good quarterbacks on the waiver wire. So I felt comfortable making the switch. I dropped. Lawrence for Teddy Bridgewater because I feel like Teddy Bridgewater has a solid matchup this week and next week. I'm going to continue to say it, pick up Teddy Bridgewater for next week. He gets the Jets and he played solid, man. And I'm really looking for another solid outing today. So firing up Teddy two gloves, man. I'm stashing him on my bench and I'll be absolutely ready to play him next week. All right. So the first guy I want to talk about, he is a backup right now. And on, you know, these Sunday rosters, you kind of want to get your backup. And if something were to happen, then you can have that, you know, that safety and you're not, you know, running out for your waiver wire ads. I'm going to actually add uh, Alex Collins this week. So you just had the injury to Rashad Penny uh, on the Seattle Seahawks. And Alex Collins kind of steps into that number two role. I know DJ Dallas is there, but Alex Collins fits the role of Chris Carson a little bit better than DJ Dallas does. So I kind of like the addition of Alex Collins. Take a shot. You know, if something were happening to Chris Carson, he is the next guy up. I know he was a healthy scratch last week, but I think with uh, the uh, injury to Rashad Penny. I think that he is a good stash. And I mean, if you got to cut him next week, cause there's a, uh, you know, a good something happens this week that nobody thought was going to happen. Another injury. And there's a waiver wire addition. Everybody's rushing to uh, Alex Co- Collins could be an easy cut for you on your team. But right now on this week, just in case I like having Alex Collins, especially in a, in that type of offense as well. Absolutely. I actually love the fact that you brought up Alex Collins because you are 100% right. He is the same style runner as Chris Carson and would absolutely slot in as the number one back if something were to happen to Chris Carson. So the strategy of adding high upside handcuffs to your roster Sunday morning right before games kick off is probably one of the most underrated moves you can make each week. Because what happens if Chris Carson goes down with an injury on Sunday? What happens if he gets hurt? Every, the number one waiver prior, uh, pickup is going to be Alex Collins. So why not stash him now before everyone else? 
especially if you were one of the people that picked up Elijah Mitchell and spent all your fab on him. So now you've got Alex Collins on the end of your roster, and if something happens to Chris Carson, boom, you've got the number one guy for free. And then if Chris Carson makes it through the week healthy and ready to go for next week, you cut him to pick up the next new uh, waiver wire ad on Tuesday night. So love the call here, man. Alex Collins, absolutely add him to your rosters, man. All right. My second player is Kenneth Gainwell, the running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, He's a guy that uh, really surprised me in in week one with his usage. Uh, He gets Dallas in week two, and he should absolutely be rostered in all formats. He's kind of the same, you know, in the same kind of conversation as Alex Collins where, you know, something happens to the starter, he could be a guy that fills in. And, you know, we already saw it. Like, he even has a role now with Miles Sanders being healthy. So, uh Kenneth Gainwell, pass catching back, especially in PPR leagues. Add him to your rosters, man. He's a, uh, yeah, I mean, he gets Dallas in week three. It's going to be a shootout. As long as Philadelphia is the team that played the Falcons, as long as that's who they are, that game will be competitive. And they want to get Gainwell involved in the offense. I know he's a rookie. I know his draft cap ain't that great. I think he was fifth, a fifth round pick. But he's absolutely the number two on this on this roster. I thought it was Boston Scott, but I was definitely wrong on that one. So Kenny Gainwell is definitely a guy that you should add. And I would even keep him even if Miles Sanders gets cut or gets uh gets hurt or uh is healthy going into week three because he has standalone flex value. Maybe on the lower end, because he's probably not gonna sh- give that, you know solid floor week to week, but he can definitely be spot start, spot start, especially in, uh, with bye weeks coming up. Yeah, for sure. He, uh, to me is kind of like the James white light of the, for the Eagles, man. Uh, I just like how at week one, he just, they just came out and they were dominating this game against Atlanta and he was the clear number two. He got some usage. He there is a spot for him on this team. Like they're they are utilizing him and they are putting him into the game. Uh, he had nine attempts, thirty-seven yards, and a touchdown. Three targets, two catches, six yards. Uh, you're gonna have some shootouts. Uh, you're you know, Miles Sanders. You know, if if they start going closer to a, you know, maybe a seventy thirty or or 60 40 timeshare you can see kenneth gainwell stock rising and, and could be a very viable option coming up in in some time er, you know coming up here soon like this week they're playing san francisco but then they got dallas kansas city and carolina not really you know not crazy defenses that i'm too worried about if his usage starts getting up especially in ppr leagues if you start seeing a couple more targets i you know i can I, I'm really digging that. And there's not really, you know, there's not really those prolific pass catchers that outside of Devontae Smith that really, and he's not even a pro, he's just getting started as well. So, but it just looks like Jalen Hurts, that's his guy, is Devontae Smith. So outside of that, there's not a true number two besides like the tight ends and stuff. So I could definitely see a way where Kenneth Gainwell gets some more usage here. So I do definitely like the call. Absolutely, man. All right, who's your next guy? All right, man. So my next guy is, I mean, if he hasn't been already 
um, if he hasn't been already rostered because of the whole Josh Jacobs news, I would maybe go ahead and take a shot on Peyton Barber and see what happens. I don't expect to play him this week against Pitt, but if this lingering issue with Josh Jacobs with um, his toe, I believe, is going to hinder him. Maybe Peyton Barber is a little bit more viable than we think, uh, but it's not wor- It's kind of worth a, a stash at this point and seeing how he's maybe utilized. And and if something happens to Josh Jacobs and he, he's out there, he could be a flex option for you in weeks to come. If not, then uh, you go and cut bait. Yeah, I mean, he's got an okay matchup against the Dolphins in week three. I uh, definitely would not start him or recommend anybody start him against Pittsburgh. I would rather. Uh, no, absolutely not. There's a lot of things I would rather do than uh, start Peyton Barber against Pittsburgh. But, I mean, we just saw uh, Damian Harris go for 100 yards against Miami. And um, there were some other running backs involved, too, that had solid days. So it's not egregious to think that Peyton Barber could luck fall, you know, fall backwards into a touchdown against Miami's defense. They're a good defense, but it could happen. You know what I mean? So if, I agree, if the Josh Jacobs thing is a lingering issue, then yeah, you could probably get some low-end flex, uh, you know, production from Peyton Barber. I agree. Yep. All right. Uh, my my next two, and I'm just going to kind of lump these in together just for the sake of time, but my next two are actually defenses, and this is one of my favorite things. I talked about this last week. One of my favorite things about this episode and this strategy is stashing defenses. So Denver gets, first of all, they get the Jags today. So if you already aren't starting Denver today, you probably should pick them up and start them today. But they also get the Jets in week three. You know, I talked about this with Teddy Bridgewater, two solid matchups that I would be absolutely comfortable starting this unit against those teams. So you know, when you're streaming defenses, if you can get multiple weeks out of the same defense, you can save yourself some fab money. So pick them up now, this morning, before games kick off and start them against Jacksonville. And then even if you don't, even if, let's say you have a better option, like, I don't know, the Browns against Houston, then stash them on the end of your bench and play them next week because the Jets is, you know, the Jets are going to be a good, good team to match up with your defense. So Go ahead and get them. And then the other one is the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals get the Jacksonville Jaguars next week. Yes, I'm picking on the Jaguars. Yes, I'm picking on the Jets. I mean, they were the two worst teams in football last year, and they haven't got much better. So I'm going to... And the Cardinals just had... You know, Chandler Jones just had five sacks by himself last week. So I'm expecting big things from this Cardinal defense. And, you know, they get J.J. Watt, who's playing... A little bit heavier than he has in the past. He's been able to. I was. I was looking at the. Uh, they were showing like a pregame thing last week before they their you know their matchup with the Titans, and they were talking about how JJ Watt was able to get into the weight room now because you know he had those back injuries and stuff uh, the last couple of years, and he couldn't really get in the weight room and lift right. So now that he's a uh, past those injuries, he's able to get into the weight room and lift and get stronger. He's he's playing at a heavier, much stronger weight. So, I mean, that defense is actually pretty good. And I think that they're a huge, you know, turnaround from last year. So I'd be def- I would definitely be willing to start them against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a dumpster fire right now. Um, you know, rumors are swirling about Urban Meyer, and I'm just I'm just off of the Jaguars. So 
I'm targeting them with my defenses. Go ahead and stash Denver and Arizona. You can actually start Denver this week, and I'd feel comfortable with it. So pull the trigger, stash those two defenses, and let's go from there. Yeah, man. I definitely like that. All right, my next guy here, I'm actually going to go tight end. He was a guy that I was, you know, kind of, you know, I called him, I think I believe I called him a sleeper in an episode a long time ago. And it's uh, Jared Cook, man. If he's there on your waiver wires and you kind of punted the position. You did. You did actually name him a sleeper. Yes, you did. You did name him a sleeper. Yeah, so if you punted the tight end position and whoever you took week one just didn't work out. Jared cook is not a bad option to go with, man. He had, he saw eight targets. He had five reception, 56 yards. He didn't get a TD, but he ended up with 10 points in PPR. And, you know, if he falls into a TD or whatever, like this is a team that is going to pass the ball. Justin, it's tied to Justin Herbert. Uh, and it, it, it looked really good last week, man. And then you got a, a, a week this week against Dallas, who that's going to be a great game. And then next week you have Kansas City. So two back-to-back games where it's going to be projected a high-scoring affair, and I think that Jared Cook is going to come into some fantasy options or some some fantasy production and I think that he could be a, a, a pretty nice uh, fantasy option for you if you are looking for some tight end production. I like it. I like the call. Our last player that I have on my list, and I'm just going to throw him in here. This Adding this player is, you know, with a caveat that you have an open IR spot. Because this is absolutely a guy that you're not going to be able to use now. He's on currently on the pup list. Jeff Wilson Jr., the running back for the San Francisco 49ers. I am just reminding everyone that he had games last year with three touchdowns, okay? He was involved last season heavily when he was healthy and active, and the other guys were not. So add Jeff Wilson, throw him in your IR spot, and wait until he gets activated off the pup list, man. You never know who's going to be healthy come mid-October, late uh, early November. This backfield has already shown that, you know, one of the guys can be a healthy scratch. The other guy can go for 100 yards, and the other guy can be injured, right? We've we've seen that, that movie already this, last week. This week, we're looking at Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon, right? You absolutely cannot put a whole like – you can't be 100% confident that this these two guys are going to be the guys the rest of the season. Not with this offense, not with this team, not with this head coach. Stash Jeff Wilson Jr. He already produced last season in limited action. He had great games. And he didn't actually, didn't really help people win championships, but he definitely helped people win weeks individually. You know, there were games where he was literally a top 24 running back. So if you can add him right now for free and stash him on your IR spot, if you're allowed to stash uh, players on the pup, I would absolutely recommend doing that. And, uh, Keeping him safe, man. Running backs are scarce, and they're only going to get more scarce as the season goes on. And if he comes in early November healthy and ready to go, and you already have him on your roster, you're not going to need to spend any of the any of the fab money to get him. So, add Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah, man, I like it. 
All right. Do you have anybody else to talk about waiver wire stashes for week three? Nah, man. I think we covered most of them. All right. I'm going to go through some trade targets, man. Um, and let's just kind of go back and forth a little bit. Talk to me about if you if you like the uh, like the call. So the first guy that I have on here is Corey Davis. Okay. Now, listen. I I'm gonna. Your first thing that probably popped into everyone's mind when they heard me say Corey Davis was, well, he's a stud. I'm not going to be able to get him. The guy who had the manager who has him is really high on him and is going to not going to want to trade him to me. And it's going to, the price is going to be too high. He gets the Patriots this week. Okay. He's going to have a down. He's probably going to have a down week. Now I'm, I'm saying that, but I could be biting my words that, you know, he could have an actual solid week because, you know, Zach Wilson only likes to throw to him, to Corey Davis but if if the more probable thing happens and he has a down week, he could have a small buy low window, a very small one, but it could be it could exist after this week. So he's a guy that I would send out. I would wait obviously until after the matchup. Maybe wait till Monday morning when the dust has settled a little bit. Send out a feeler. Send out an offer. See how the other manager is feeling, especially if they have some depth on their on their team at wide receiver, and you maybe need a guy. He's a guy that I would absolutely target to try to get on your roster after a down week. Yeah, man. Uh, if you can get Corey Davis for cheap, go ahead and do it. Um, I mean, this is this is a tough one, man. I don't know how much of I, I don't know how well the Jets are going to play against this New England defense. Uh, so this might be a good call, but if he has another solid game because he's the only one that is being targeted then it's gonna be it's gonna be real tough so it, it really all depends on the performance that he puts up to uh later today yeah i mean honestly even if he has a great game against the patriots that's still good news and you should still try to trade for him this the price is going to be higher but yeah. if he has a down week there's a chance that the, that the the price goes down and the window gets bigger okay now if he has a great week the other manager who has him on their team is probably gonna be less likely to want to trade them away. So you might have to blow them away with an offer. But if he has a down week, it could be, it could be better for you, better chance to get him. So, all right. The second guy I have on here is more the wide receiver for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. His role is slowly increasing in this offense. He plays in a top tier offense with huge touchdown upside. Kyler Murray threw for five touchdowns last week. I expect him to have another big performance this week. And even next week, too, they get Jacksonville. So Rondell Moore's a guy that as the season goes on, I'm I'm expecting him to get more and more targets in the offense. They're going to throw a lot because the running backs that they have are not exactly workhorses. A.J. Green is toasted, like literally like a toasted marshmallow. He's, he's literally s'mores on a cold <laughs> summer night, okay? Or cold winter night. Wow, that was weird. Um, there's no such thing as a cold summer night, especially in Florida. Okay, but uh, yeah, absolutely grab Rondell Moore if you can. He may be available on waiver wires, but chances are he is rostered, especially in leagues that are, you know, pay a little bit more attention to these kind of things. And if he's available, even in a, in a trade, try to get him because as the season goes on, he could be that PP. He's going to be a PPR machine. Like that's his role in this offense. Yeah. He's not the outside guy. He's the slot receiver. He's going to slowly take over. I know that Christian Kirk has been playing a little bit in the slot. And, I mean, D-Hop's not going to be that guy. So, get uh, – and they don't have a tight end to speak of. So, I mean, I know Ricky – was it Ricky Seals-Jones? Was that the guy who caught the touchdown? Yeah. 
I'm not picking up. I'm not picking him up. That's to me that feels <laughs> kind of fluky. So I'm going after Rondale Moore. If I have him, I'm probably going to hold uh, unless I get a good offer or unless I'm really trying to trade for a really good player. Uh, Justin, you need to accept my offer, by the way. <laughs> um, but uh, I actually withdrew the offer. I don't know if you knew, but uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I got a little a uh, little nervous. So, all right, so yeah, pick up Rondale Moore or trade for him. Um, your the window is only going to get smaller as the season goes on. Like, I don't think there's going to be a buy low opportunity. That opportunity is right now. Like, it is literally right now. So, if you can pull off a trade before Sunday kickoff, Sunday games kickoff, good on you. But uh, I'm expecting big things from Rondale Moore. So, go ahead and try yeah. to target him. I mean, I do like the call. I, I think this is more of a down-the-road play. It's going to have to be more of a stash before you can confidently roll him out there every week. Uh, but for me, Ronda Moore could be part of like a throw-in on a trade. Uh, you know, there, There's definitely probably somebody you could target out there that you're like, all right, man, just throw in Ronda Moore, Moore on the backside and call this a deal. And I, I definitely think that that's the kind of player that he is right now and could be a very sneaky uh, stash for you later on down the road and could help you, you know, you know, it could help you in certain weeks, especially in these bye weeks that are going to start coming up here soon. Uh, and the Cardinals are just going to be passing, man. They look they looked really, really good at week one. I'm excited to see what they can do week two. But uh, I like the call. That's nice. Absolutely. All right, my next guy, Tyler Higby. Um, he's got a, a rough kind of stretch the next couple of weeks. He's got Indian uh, Indianapolis today, and then they play Tampa Bay in Week Three. Um, it, it, like I said, it, it, this is going to be a buy low window, just because I I don't really see him having like outstanding w- weeks the next two weeks. I think that the the, the two defenses he's going to play. Are good defenses. I mean, they're not elite against tight ends. They can still be, you know, targeted in matchups. But overall, the game script, I think they're going to be t- tighter games than what the Rams just played against the Bears last week. So if you can get him, Tyler Higby, for the cheap, I'd be willing to do that because he's going to have some down weeks. Maybe you even wait until after Tampa Bay, after week three, and try to make that move a week from now, but he would be somebody that I would at least try to throw into some trades. Okay. Maybe he's just like Rondell Moore. He's a guy that, Hey, just throw in, let's do a little tight end swap. Like give me Tyler Higby too, you know? So, um, yeah, I like Tyler Higby plays in a great offense and he was a guy that I had ranked in my top eight tight ends, uh, before the season. So he's definitely a guy that I'd be willing to target. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, if you can, Especially if he starts to struggle a couple of weeks, I don't know how well how much he's going to struggle against Indy, uh, but that Tampa Bay uh, matchup, if he starts to struggle these couple of weeks, that could be your opportunity to buy low. Absolutely. Okay, I have three more players left, but I'm going to kind of group them kind of together because they're pretty much uh, the same. Um, so the first two are Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Okay. Now, this is not a shocker. This is not groundbreaking. I'm not reinventing the wheel by saying this. Every podcast you're going to listen to is going to tell you that Trey Lance and Justin Fields are amazing and they should be rostered and they should be started. They should be starting for their own NFL teams, right? 
if it if at all possible you can get one of these guys on your roster you absolutely have to do it like i've named i've named three players so far that you should trade for these guys should be at the top of the list if you can somehow get any of these guys on your team they could be absolute league winners come the end of the season and i expect both of them to start by that time uh, especially when fantasy playoffs come around. So if you can get those guys, they have huge rushing upside. They have great arms. They have, I mean, one of them has a great offense. I don't know about uh, Justin Fields, but Justin Fields will make that offense better than it is right now. So get them now before they start, because once they start playing in a regular, uh, once they get the starting job, you're not getting them from anybody. Like they are not getting off of rosters. So they will be locked into that roster and probably locked into that starting quarterback spot. So the time is now. Okay. They're not going to get any cheaper than right now. So if you can, especially in one quarterback leagues where it's probably a little bit easier to trade for quarterbacks, try to get in there and get these guys. Okay. Now in dynasty leagues, obviously you're not going to be able to, I don't think you're going to be able to get them in dynasty leagues. You're going to have to pay a lot a king's ransom to get them in dynasty. But if you can get them in redraft, right now for the end of the year because you're not starting right now i would absolutely pull the trigger and that leads me into the last guy i want to talk about is darnell mooney not having the greatest start to the season he still is a guy that i'm targeting because when justin fields is inserted into this starting lineup darnell mooney is going to be a deep threat machine we saw justin fields at ohio state throwing absolute rainbow shots down the field left right and center and scoring touchdowns with the deep ball. Darnell Mooney is that kind of guy. He's that kind of receiver that gets open downfield, and I feel like Justin Fields is going to increase his fantasy value exponentially, and I'm really excited to see Darnell Mooney take off once Fields gets into the starting lineup. So buy him now if you can because, again, his value is only going to go up as soon as Fields steps onto the field. Yeah, man. Uh, I like it. I'm excited to see what these two rookie quarterbacks can do. Me too, man. Uh, I mean, these, I'm, these coaches need to stop messing it. around. This, uh, this Annie Dalton experience is this has been cute, but I'm already over it. I mean, it really hasn't been that cute. So. <laughs> uh, Justin, do you have any trade targets that you want to throw in here? Any guys you're yeah, looking dude, to target? I got one solid one right now, and uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and bring up Saquon Barkley. Uh, he has been struggling the past two weeks, and the draft capital that everybody has been that everybody has had to take him at is probably getting some people worried. And if you can get him on the chin, and you know, like we know what Saquon Barkley can be, and I think that he is going to he's going to be able to be quote-unquote unleashed as everybody uh, as they were saying that he's not going to be unleashed whatever you know coming up he's got the falcons next week he does have a touch tough matchup against the saints but then he's got the cowboys panthers chiefs like he's got some matchups where he can be utilized and we saw it dude there's there was spurts of that game last week where saquon looked like saquon man he hit busted off that 40 yard run Looked real good. Uh, I think that once they get this man rolling down the season, he's going to be a viable option. If you can get him cheaper than than he 
has really ever been, then I think that you should maybe take the sh- take the shot. Like, you know, people were down on him draft come draft day, and you know he he fell to that back of the first round, maybe that early second round. He's kind of got the same taste in your mouth as Ezekiel Elliott right now. And I think Zeke's about to fix that this week. So your buying low opportunity for Zeke might be over this week. But for Saquon, man, he just played. He just left two bad tastes in people's mouths. And I think that if you can go out and get him, I I would definitely try to do that. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you can get him on the cheap, man. Um, For sure. I wouldn't be too excited to pay a premium price for him, but if you can no. get him at a slight discount, I would absolutely pull the trigger on that, man. He's a great running back, and I mean, he showed some flashes the last two weeks and a couple runs, but overall, uninspiring, but I mean, he's coming off an ACL, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's, it's going to take some time, So and he didn't get a whole lot of run in the preseason. I don't think he played in the preseason, to be honest. No, he didn't. So, yeah, I like the call, man. Um, just to kind of... Uh, wrap that up man you know the kind of the 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 whole idea is to get guys when you kind of want to play this like the stock market right when the market is down that's when you buy right because you're, you're waiting you're buying the dip right um but i mean you got to be smart about it too you can't just go out here and buy player bad players just because they're having bad weeks expecting them to have good success in the future like you have to do your research you have to listen to podcasts get some information and I hope that the guys that we picked are, I, I mean, I hope they hit, you know what I mean? Like, that's what we're here for, right? We hope that everything that we say hits, right? So um, definitely go and check out some of these guys, see if you can get them on your roster. Uh, the last thing we're going to talk about tonight real quick is just some lineup adjustments. We talked about it last week. Uh, go ahead and, you know, you're trying to make sure your roster is as flexible as possible, right? I don't think there's going to be any issues with COVID games or, you know, Games being canceled this week, so we should be fine. But I always like to make sure my roster is set absolutely perfectly, right? So what I'm doing is I'm taking all my Monday night players and I'm putting them in the flex, okay? I'm taking all my 4 o'clock games and I'm putting them in the flex. I'm putting all my 1 o'clock games in my starting spot. Like, I know that might sound tedious and it's like, man, does this really worth it? But you're going to be surprised if there's a, you know... Let's say you have a surprise inactive at 4.30 on a Sunday, but you have them in your starting running back spot. Now you have to pick up a running back, and your options are limited. So if they're in your flex, then you can start one of three positions. So your option, you have way more options to put in there. So we saw it last week with Trey Sermon. He was a surprise inactive. No one on the planet besides the 49ers knew that that was going to happen. So... You never know, man. You never know what can happen, especially if you got maybe some some uh, in- guys that are questionable before the games kick off. You know, make sure that you're paying attention to all that stuff so you can you can avoid starting players and getting zeros. Okay, because we're not trying to lose games. We're trying to turn chumps to champs, and that's what this episode is all about. Take this information and put it to use, and let's go get some wins this week, man. Justin, man, are you excited about week two? Dude, I am super excited. I'm ready to go. My lineup's already set. Just got to pick up my games tomorrow, and I'm or I'm I'm ready, man. I'm hoping that everything works out perfect for me. I'm hoping to get two in a row, get this season rolling the right way. Absolutely, man. Got to get, got to stock up those wins before bye weeks kick in. So, 
All right, that's going to do it for us tonight, guys. Thank you all for listening. If you can go ahead and follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're on a bunch of other platforms as well. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at PigskinChamps. Justin, follow him at Pigskin underscore Jay Gonzo. Follow myself at Pigskin underscore DRock. Justin, man, take it away for us. All right, guys. Best of luck to you all on week two. Hope you all kill it out there. And we hope we get, you know, some good feedback and hope you guys had some good pickups. We'll see you all next time. See you.